come to the end of the book of Revelation, but as we come to the end of it, it speaks to us about the new beginning, about the new creation that God uh, will work when, uh, when Christ returns. So Revelation uh, chapter 21, beginning in verse 9, I hear the word of God. Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. It's radiance like a most rare jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall of twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. And on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The one who spoke with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and walls. The city lies four square, its length the same as its width. He measured the, the city with his rod, 1,200 stadium, about 1,380 miles or something like that. Its length and its width and height are equal. He also measured its wall, 144 cubits by human measurement, which is also an angel's measurement. The wall was built of jasper, while the city was pure gold, clear as glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, transparent as glass. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. And he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. 
And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angels to show his servants what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers and prophets and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. He said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. But the evildoer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay everyone for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside of the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who desires take the water of life without price. I want everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Uh, let's pray and ask God to uh, bless us as we seek to, to look at this passage of his word. Lord God, we thank you for a vision as glorious as this um, and pray that we would be able to hope in these things that we would say, come, as we hear them, and that we would long for it. Uh, Lord, we, uh, we ask that you would be present with us tonight, that as you promise that your spirit will, will work through your word, uh, that it doesn't return to you void, we pray that you have called it to accomplish your purposes in our hearts. Uh, be that for conviction, for encouragement, for, but, but allow, us, allow it to, uh, to draw us out of ourselves to look to you. Uh, to see uh, that you are a God who sees us in our sin and yet has loved us, uh, has sent your Son that we could be covered in his blood and made acceptable to you. And Lord, that you have made a way for us even to enter into this uh, glorious city, to have a part for eternity with you. Oh, Lord, would you allow us to drink of the, the water of life, uh, relationship with you without price, and know it for eternity. Encourage us in this hope. Uh, we ask your blessing in us. And we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Uh, well, how things end makes a, makes a significant uh, impact. We, we set up four as we looked at Revelation, and how things end make a difference and make a tremendous impact. And uh, i got to say, I, love the, I always love the Florida State-Clemson game. Uh, I love the Florida State-Clemson game uh, this past week, and I love it because it ended well. Um, I was talking with someone earlier in the week. We were talking about how great the game was, and I started, when someone said something, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess the, 
game, if I thought about it, wasn't that great. There was times when, like, offense wasn't happening, penalties were going everywhere. Um, but if it gets to end, Dustin Hopkins making the kick like that at the end, no time left, uh, winning the game, uh, that goes down as one of the great uh, Florida State uh, Clemson games. The end made it. Um, how things end makes, a, makes an impact. And even, even more than just how they end is, is where does it go from there, uh, right? It also matters where, where things go. Revelation, it's not just telling us the end. It's telling us the, the end, that it ends in victory, that it ends in judgment, ends in salvation. But it, it's not only the end, it's also telling us the new beginning. Uh, you have themes from Genesis 1 through 3 of creation running all through uh, these last couple chapters. Uh, that it's describing a new creation. Uh, as you look at it in the beginning of chapter 21, we read it later, it says, seen a new heavens and a new earth. Uh, there's a whole, a new creation that begins with Christ's return, uh, making all where everything is right and beautiful. Uh, all of us have like, just different longings within us, things that we're, that we're wanting to be able to see or experience or things that would fulfill us. Um, sometimes we feel that more, sometimes less. Sometimes we feel like life is going well, and other times we're just, we're just longing for something else, longing for something different or something better. Um, I think we have a, a longing in our heart always that just says effectively how long. Right, we've, got a, we've got a longing that says, how much longer do I have to put up with this? How much longer do I have to deal with life uh, this way? When it doesn't go the way that I want, when it hurts. Uh, when people aren't kind to me or when I get frustrated with myself because I'm not kind to other people the way I want to or I'm not getting the grades that I want to or, or whatever that we want. We have a feeling that we realize that we live in a broken world uh, with, with, with problems and that we're some of that problems um, and we, uh, we can feel stuck in that. We feel like we can put effort into that and effort into that and there's some things that happen but we're, we're still this longing how, how long do I have to deal with this? We also have a longing uh, with that for something better. And even uh, if we think about it, I think we often have a longing for something perfect. Um, however much all the rest of our experience has told us that, that the perfect like doesn't really exist, isn't our reality, and no time have we ever met something and said, yeah, this, everything about it uh, really, is, really is perfect. Still, uh, we long for something better and something perfect. Um, they're naturally a pessimist or an optimist or an idealist or you call yourself a realist or whatever. Uh, pessimists are those who really would be optimists and then they've, they've been hurt enough by seeing those things not to come to reality so they're pessimists to, to guard that, that hurt. Right? We have these longings. Pessimists, optimists, what are we? we have these longings for things to be right, for things to be good, for things even to be perfect and that's not the way they are but we, we long for it. We wonder if those longings could ever become real. I hope as we look at this passage that Revelation speaks into those longings. I hope as we look at the whole book of Revelation, it's, it's spoken into your heart and those longings within you. Because uh, Revelation answers them. It's calling them out and answering them to say, there's a new day that's coming. A new beginning where all is right. There's a new creation coming. Things are the way they're supposed to be. There's a new city that's coming uh, that's gloriously wonderful. It answers those longings to say, yes. Yes, hold on to those things. And yes, it's coming. And yes, wait for it and watch for it. God promises those things. He's made us to long for it. And he will fulfill it. 
go through and look at kind of three different sides of the, of the passage uh, and some of the longings that we look for. Uh, and the first, in verses 9 to 21, is a, is a longing for, for beauty. And the way the passage describes uh, the beauty of this new city. I don't think we, we mentioned it enough, but the, but the new creation is beautiful. Um, it's outstanding, right? We, we have aesthetics and longings for things uh, to, be, to be beautiful. Uh, especially any of y'all that are, that are in the arts, I want to encourage you that biblically uh, that matters. The beauty of it is significant. Um, but you know, that as, you, as you go around campus, it matters like which side of campus you have to be on, right? How your, how your day is. If you always have to be over in the, old, in the nice older side of campus or some of the other buildings that really should be imploded and new things built in their place. And they're doing a pretty good job with some of that, right? But it makes a difference what side of campus you're on, uh, what kind of music you have to listen to, whether it's, whether it's good music, things that you really like, or it's other stuff that, that just feels to you great from your ears, right? Uh, it makes a difference to you what, whether, whether it's beautiful, what's your... Once you're around, I think we even long uh, for ourselves to be more beautiful. Um, and not just outwardly as we look in the mirror, but, but inwardly uh, who we are and what we're like and how we rule our life and the things that we, that we go after. Um, and the longings that we have for beauty are fulfilled in the new creation. They're fulfilled in a new city, uh, the holy Jerusalem, he says. As the angel says to, to John, he says, come, I'll show you the bride, the beautiful a bride who is the wife of the Lamb. And what does he show him? So he takes him up to the high mountain to show him this bride, and he shows him that bride as the holy city, uh, the holy city Jerusalem coming down uh, from, from God, uh, radiant. Um, shows him the city of the new Jerusalem. Um, I enjoy like hearing what people what people think of the city of Tallahassee. If you're coming from other places, when you come up to Tallahassee, you know people have different reactions to Tallahassee. If you if you come from like Orlando uh, with its sprawling toll system and Disney World and everything, or if you're coming from Miami, taller skyscrapers, and all, you come up to I hear those people come to, to Tallahassee and they're like. There's nothing to do here. There's nothing going on, right? It's just it's just so much smaller. And other, other people come, uh, you know, Crystal River crowd comes up, comes up here and they're like, they're like wide-eyed, like going around, like there's more than one restaurant, this place is awesome. Um, Karen and I were like on the opposite sides of those of things when we came. Uh, I always grew up in like small towns. My neighbors were cows or fields or marsh, like that was, that was mostly it. And Karen grew up in Detroit and Fort Worth, like big cities. Um, and for her, as she came in, um, like she was driving in I-10 the first time she was coming to, to campus, um, and they're like getting off the exit to come to camp, and she still can't see any lights. So at night, and she's like, where are you dropping me off? Like, this tower, there's no, no, nothing really is there. I got here, and I was like, Tallahassee has two malls? This place is big, right? This is amazing. Um, <clears throat> We lived in Philadelphia for a while. I love the city of Philadelphia. That's a lot of fun. Um, but the biggest city I've been to is New York City. Like one time we were in Philly, we took the train, went up to New York City, um, and that's just like, it, it's a whole different level. I, I still, I think back to it, it's a whole different level. I remember getting off the uh, train, coming out of the subway system, and you look up, and like, if you want to see the sky, you just have to like keep on looking up because you're not going to get it until you're like right here. Um, just the size of all the buildings, even the like non-really tall skyscrapers are still all over the place. It's huge uh, for blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks. 
incredible, uh, incredible city. So you can only see the sky like along the along the street where you are. Um, this passage talks to us about the New Jerusalem, and I hope you love New York. That's great. Uh, New York is nothing compared to the city uh, being described here, even in terms of the size of it. You see, he's got this measuring rod. It goes back to Ezekiel. There's a measuring of the, of the temple uh, there. Here's this measuring of the city. But it says that the city is four square, right? Its length and its, and its width are the same as 1,200 stadia which you all know your good Greek and Roman measurements at a stadia is, is however long. I think it comes up to like uh, 1,380 miles, I uh, looked up, which is, which is essentially this. The city would go like north from Tallahassee to Maine. And then, and then I don't know, like the other side of Texas or something, you know, to the, going to the west, right? The, the city is like the size of, it would be larger than most countries in the world. And, and not only that, but it's also the same distance up. Like, I don't even know how to foul. Are you, like, out of the ozone layer at that point? Like, I don't, 1,380 miles, miles up. The answer is no. The size of the city uh, is, is astounding. If I walk through New York and I'm just like, whoa, or if you get to Tallahassee and you're like, wow, it has two malls like me. Ah, the New Jerusalem stretches from would stretch from here to Maine and up just as high. Um, it's, it's astounding. I can't grasp it. Um, uh, if you care to know, I don't want to be overly literal with the numbers. If you care to also notice, as it's the twelve thousand, the twelve thousand, the area of any size, one hundred forty-four thousand, the number you see in Revelation. That you also see the wall around the city is one hundred forty-four cubits, uh, which would be like two thirds of the way up the Capitol building. Imagine coming up to a city that just had like almost the size of the Capitol building all the way around it um, with, these, with these gates in it. Uh, New York is nothing. This is, this is beyond uh, amazing in the, in the size of it. But the, the size of the city or the security of the city uh, with its walls is, uh, is surpassed by its beauty. Right? Uh, this, is, this isn't just like some oversized monstrosity that's functional but without the aesthetic appeal. Uh, the 12 gates, three on each side that it describes, are each made from a single pearl. Are they like 144 cubits high and carved from a finger? I don't know, like that's, but it's astounding. You, start, you kind of stop with the how and you just go, wow. Uh, it's amazing. The streets, the streets of the city are pure gold. It's not like potholes or like shutters on the edges or like street sweepers that need to keep uh, going around to pick up the trash or erosion. Uh, even the streets are bright, uh, sparkling, beautiful, gold. Right? That's beyond rolling out the red carpet. Uh, the streets themselves are gold. Uh, and not just like on one side of the town. All throughout the city. The city itself is a pure gold, uh, clear as glass, it says. And the jewels, uh, all, all over through the city, uh, the, the, the walls, the foundations of those walls, uh, made, of, made of jewels, uh, right? People will gawk at, at the, you know, like large engagement ring with the big, uh, with the huge diamond. Like if someone had like a five carat diamond, that would like chop your hand off because that would be absolutely enormous. Um, <clears throat> and you'd look at that and you'd be like, that's absolutely amazing. I've never seen a diamond that big. I didn't know that could exist. The walls of the city are those jewels, right? The, the, um, 
the foundations of it, these 12 foundations, each made from these different, uh, different types of jewels, sparkling array of color. Um, that's, that's the reaction that we should have is that kind of just gawking with amazement at the beauty of what's being described for us in this city, which is Christ's bride. Um, it's a beautiful uh, city, but what is the city? The passage is describing it for us. It's not just, it's not just a place to walk around in or, or to, to imagine life there. That, that's, that's great. Um, it's not just that it's God's city or that it's a huge and strong and beautiful city, that it's, it's Jerusalem and Zion and what that is always pointing to. It's the fulfillment of it. Um, it's not just a what. It's a, it's a who. It's who's the city. Um, she's the bride. And when it's saying she's the bride, what it's communicating to us is, this is the people of God. Um, uh, she's, she's you who follow Jesus. Uh, strong and beautiful and, 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 and great altogether. Uh, you will be made this beautiful. It's, it's as if you would look closely at the vision and see uh, the enormous emerald at the base of, the, of one of the foundations of the city and looking closer, uh, you see that it's you or you see it has your name written on it. It's beauty and it's purity that you marvel at. And that is what God will make you into or will make us as his people uh, into. Uh, the vision of the city is it's the people of God. It's Christ's it's Christ wife. Uh, right? That's why you see as he talks about the city, the, the, uh, the gates are have names on the 12 tribes of Israel. Right? God's people. Uh, the foundations have the names of the 12 apostles. Uh, God's people. And we're built uh, upon that. All God's people, Jew and Gentile, together on the foundation of the gospel. Um, really, if you go back in, in Exodus, uh, when it talks about the, the, the priestly uh, garment, one of the things that he would have worn would have been a vest that had these 12 different jewels on it, uh, one for each of the, the tribes of Israel. Um, and it's the same jewels described as the foundations of the city, of the people of God, uh, the, the, from the apostles. Um, but, uh, but even, more, even more than that is it's telling us that it's the people of God uh, it says in verse 11 that the beauty of this city is that it has the glory of God. Right? The holy city, Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. Uh, the jewelry reflects the description of God on the throne back in uh, chapter 4, and we see the beauty of that. But what it's saying is that here, finally, as it comes to the end, um, as it comes to the new beginning, you will reflect God's glory. Uh, his people will be like Him, glowing like Him, beautiful like Him, uh, strong together uh, from Him, a place uh, for His dwelling. All together reflecting uh, the glory of what He has done. The beauty, the beauty that you long for that you long for when you walk around campus, uh, that you long for when you look through artwork or when you listen to music or try to find uh, new songs, uh, the beauty that you long for even when you look in the mirror, uh, Revelation says, yes, long for that. Yes, it's a good longing because the day is coming when you will see what is beautiful and say, that's it. That's what I've been looking for. I'll watch for it because Christ can fulfill that longing to make you that beauty that reflects His glory, His image and fullness. This beautiful city is the people of God. 
And there's more told us of the beauty of the new city as the verses go on from chapter 22. That it's the beauty not only of the, the city itself, but the beauty of God's presence uh, with us. That we wonder, uh, wonder at God being with us in the new, the new beginning, the new creation. Second point there, wonder at God with us. Now, this is what I think we're amazed at, at least part of what all we're amazed at all through Scripture, that God is with us. From creation, God decides to, to make us, to make us in His image and to make us to have a relationship with Him. Adam and Eve walk with God in the, in the cool of the day. And, and even after the fall, he continues in a relationship. Though punishing them, he continues to have a relationship uh, with us. And then redeeming us back by Christ uh, into fellowship with him. But that, that longing for relationship is only fulfilled at the final consummation. Only filled at Christ, fulfilled at Christ's return. We're amazed that God... God with us, right? It's like we sing Amazing Grace. Um, uh, how, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? It's the core of the gospel. How does that make sense that my God would care about me, that my God would even die for me and my salvation? That's God with us. Um, it's, it's his transcendence and his eminence are held together. That God is holy other, holy above us and beyond us, and yet God desires to be with us and in us and present with us. And his greatness isn't lost by that. You see in these verses, because it says there's no temple, no, no, no sun or moon. There's no temple. There's no, there's no one space, place that's like, here's where God's special presence is. Go there and you're really with God because he's everywhere. Uh, because he's present uh, throughout the city and all of it. There's no sun or moon that this is where the light comes. And sometimes there's darkness because it's not there. God is the light. The Lord God Almighty and the Lamb uh, is the light. Uh, we get to walk in that. All of us, in the, whether Jew or Gentile, the nations uh, walk in that light of the glory of God. The lamp uh, is the Lamb. Uh, God with us everywhere. The, le- the way you can just imagine for the city, the way that uh, light would reflect into every corner uh, through a city that's made of beautiful, sparkling, pure uh, gold, gold that it says as clear as glass. The light's everywhere. That's everywhere. Everywhere God is with us. In no way does he hold himself back. He is with uh, his people fully. Listen, this is... This is what we long for relationally. This is what we long for in relationships. Even, even in other senses, we see that uh, most, like, ways that we want someone better than us uh, to still show interest in us and care for us, to love us. I mean, a lot of people want autographs, right? Like, a person is famous, and they help, like, with them in there, and I have something that has their, has their name on it, right? I have their picture. A lot of people uh, turn around to see Burt Reynolds when he shows up at the, at the football game, right? Um, uh, or I, I think it's amazing watching, like, whenever the president gives a speech, or even if it's, like, in uh, uh, the, the inauguration stuff, like, everyone's trying to, trying to come up and, like, hoping that the president will shake their hand. Because this person who has some position in some way uh, above or beyond us related to us. I cared for us. Even just in a, in a uh, maybe more normal sense among our peers. I mean, if we think that someone else is, whatever, someone else is more, more attractive than us, funnier than us, smarter than us, uh, and they still, like, they want to be around us? They want to hang out with us? 
I mean, we're almost ashamed of how much it boosts our self-esteem that they, that they care about us, that they can call you up on your phone and like, hey, let's get together. And you're like, just call me. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it. I love to hang out. Um, we, we desire that. Uh, we, we long for this right relationship of, for some, ultimately what we long for is a relationship with someone who's transcendent above us, uh, to still come eminently and be uh, with us. We long for God to love us. Uh, C.S. Lewis talks about you know, the, the God-shaped void in our heart uh, that nothing else can fill, uh, that, we're, that we're made with a longing for him, made in his image. Uh, most of our excuses a lot of times for, for not wanting to believe in God or for not uh, liking God or for ignoring God and, and kind of a complaints comes from a fear of rejection. Um, if I don't think that you're going to like me, um, guess what? I may not even know you. I'm going to come up with bad things that I think about you if I, if I think that you won't like me. Um, you can think of all the ways that you hold yourself back from God uh, because, because you know your sin, uh, because you know the way that you run from, from Him, uh, because you know the sins that you've done, uh, even the desires that you haven't acted on, you know, you're aware of and know God's aware of, and you feel like God can never want you or never like you. Um, and yet it's those written uh, in the Lamb's uh, book of life who have salvation. Not those who, who made it right, who got things together. It's being uh, washed in Christ's blood that all those things are washed away. And God doesn't hold himself back from us. Uh, as he comes embracing us, uh, his presence filling everywhere that we are and everything that we are uh, with him, with his love. Imagine God coming near to you, holding you, holding you close, His life and presence, uh, filling every every part of you with His love and delight. Uh, we long. With-